guys. So we are the Smoking Jays. We're here to discuss relationships, marriage, and parenthood. Parenthood. A podcast about three guys, three chapters, three attitudes. Attitudes. Hello? Who's this? Hello? 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 How are you? We're great. How are you? Good. 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 And what's up, party people and podcast players? And welcome to the seventh episode of the Smoking Jays. And that's right. It's me. It's me. It's JCB. Johnny Bones back again with my co-hosts. Let's introduce them real quick. Let's give it up for the dad bod extraordinaire whose dad bod just gets bigger and bigger every time I see him. Dad bod. Ladies and up. gentlemen, Johnny G. Dad bodding the fuck it up right now, eating some pasta at eating 10 o'clock pasta. at night. Mm-hmm. He's got to fill that dad bod. But let's start off the show like we always do with some terrible dad jokes, but we can't do that without the third man in the booth, but always number one in your hearts. Let's give it up for just Jared. Hey, you know, in honor of Johnny G, I was gonna, I was gonna throw out some sort of really terrible joke about the god awful Mets and their home run, but it would just go over your head. So, <laughs> wow, and that fell flat. All right, guys. So we want to, we want to talk about a few different topics today, but I do want to follow up from our talk uh, last last time about you know newborns, me just having a baby, while well, my wife just having a baby, Mateo now. Entering the world, Mateo Luca Bones, first of his name. Long may he reign. Matty so Walnuts. He's one month old uh, this past Friday. I mean, well, obviously, this, this show's coming out now next week. But regardless, the time you listen to this will be about six weeks old. Um, and we finally started seeing some diaper rash. Now, I want to talk to you guys about this is kind of a twofold thing. Choice and brand of diapers. And then the diaper rash itself. Let's talk about the diapers. We're using Huggies diapers, and we just moved up to size one. We're out of newborn, and we're into size one. The newborn ones were good because when you, you always open up the diaper, get it ready first, right, before you, take, before you take the diaper off and clean. So I get the diaper ready. I fold it in a way where it's going to stay that way. So when I'm done cleaning the baby, I lift up his legs and slide the diaper under his butt, put him down, and it's like re- ready to be folded. Now... Now, you guys will tell me, I don't know if this is a thing. When diapers get bigger, they don't stay in that position. So when you go to slide the diaper underneath his butt, it folds over and fucking sticks to itself. And it's a big pain in the ass to fucking <laughs> fix it when you're holding your son's shitty ass up in the air and not putting it down on, on the friggin' on the changing table. And now you have a taco for you. I call it tacoing. The diaper just kind of taco like folds in and sticks to itself. Yeah. Is that just a friggin' diaper thing or water? Is it just the brand of diapers that I'm using? I'm I need with, help, guys. I'm going to go with the uh, diapers in general. Um, you almost have to, you know, if you, back in the day you used to go to Spencer's or, or wherever you used to buy a poster to hang up on your wall and you had mm-hmm. to counter roll it so that it would actually lay flat 
right. And not like start curling in on itself on your wall. Mm-hmm. So you have to, you have to unfold the diaper and not just like flap it open, like a, you know, a, a book to a page. You have to counterfold it. So you have to kind of unfold the diaper a little bit forcefully so that it'll stay open. And then it's easier while you're holding your kid's shitty ass. Right. Now I was doing that with the newborn diapers and you could fold it. You, you open it, you open it up and it just stays in that position. But these, they keep, even if I freaking turn it inside out and take an iron to it, these freaking diapers are going to fold in and stick to itself. And that's such your other, a pain in the ass. Your other problem is you're using huggies. Um, that, we, okay. We so what do you pampers. use? We okay. use pampers with both kids and I think we used Huggies once in a bind and had a terrible experience with them. And we said, nope, never again. What about you, Johnny? Did you guys have a preference of diapers or have you just used whatever was available? My um, financial situation dictated what types of diapers I used. Mm -hmm. And it was um, always whatever is the most affordable. But there's a lot of shit diapers out there. Um, No pun intended. (laughs) See what I did there? (laughs) Um, what I'll say is, uh, you, you know, you guys had a shower, so you probably got a shit ton of diapers. So use whatever you can. Um, I'll try and keep this like, uh, short and sweet. So I found, uh, loves diapers, which are in Walmart and ShopRite and some other various places, L U V S purple box. Seen those. They are probably the best bang for your buck. You're going to, they're pretty decent. Like, they're not shit. Sorry, I'm hiccuping over my pasta here. Um, they're pretty decent. Um, they hold up rather well. Um, the The cost per diaper is really low. It's, it's like half compared to Huggies and Pampers. Um, and you get pretty decent coverage. But what I have found is that depending on your kid and how much, you know, they, they piss out, um, they're not the best overnight, unless you're on top of it. Huggies or Pampers... Um, I think we're the two that we turn to overnight and, um, my fiance is sitting over here. She might even be able to, she's kind of looking at me like, Ooh, Ooh, maybe that's not the right answer. I don't know. What, what, what was it, babe, that we used on a little boy? The Huggies. She says the Huggies, especially overnight were the, were the best. Now we used whatever came for the baby shower first before we started putting any money out. But when I pay for them daytime, whatever, I'll change diapers however many times I need to, because the loves, they're just the cheapest. Even if you use more, it winds up costing you less in the long run. But overnight, um, I would definitely go with with the Huggies. Now, as far as your technique, were you going to say something? Think I was going to ask you what what makes Huggies the best overnight. Like, what what was your experience? I don't what, what know. I think better? that uh, no pun intended. I think the way they hug um, mm-hmm. the the body, um, the way the, the not the elastic or whatever, but that the flex shit around the legs, right. um, the way they hug the, 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 you know, the, the butt, area, the butt the, the cheek. Butt. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. think the padding is just the way they absorb it seems a lot better. Like they're, it keeps everything kind of confined. Um, the, and real, the loves, real quick, I want to touch on that. I'm sorry. You guys could probably vouch for this. When you guys had your newborns, like usually when you hold them, you usually their butts usually sitting in the palm of your hand. That's usually if I have them in one arm, his butts in yeah, my yeah. hand. But when he takes a shit, First of all, oh, yeah. it, Be careful it, the with sound that. it makes and the way it feels like you feel it shitting into your hand. Don't and I shift. totally agree, man, because I always feel like he just shit in my hand. 
but with the Huggies, it definitely does keep everything in. It does keep everything in. And the size is the key. So you just moved into the one. So let me answer right. that question because with the newborns and, and like we had preemie diapers for a little bit, um, it was always easy. And, and when you go up a size, they're always going to be a little bigger for the first couple of weeks. Um, what I have found in terms of my technique, so I'll back it up a little bit. Shitty diaper, right? Lifting the legs, wipe right the fucking sack and all the fucking crevices with the diaper, however much you can get without getting on your hands. Under under the right. testes. You gotta somehow yeah, you gotta get in there. Under there. You got it gets in there and the Blows flaps. Blows my and fucking, fucking mind. Blows yeah, gotta, my mind. Get around his little pea head uh, pretty yep. pretty good there too. And then so then what I do is if you know I lift them up, I don't take that diaper out yet. I always have uh, a wipe or two at least two wipes ready to go before I even take the diaper off. Right. All right. Um, usually, and Jared may mention this too, um, you want to throw a wipe on top of the peep, you know, before he, so he doesn't, but usually they're or not going to squirt right away. Or a PPTP. PPTP that works. Too. I think those things suck. Those, they're, they're cute. <laughs> you put, but, they, but as soon as he, you take yeah, your boom. hand off, he moves, it yeah. freaking falls off. Nah, forget it. So uh, all these extra little things, like they're great gimmicks and, and little things that you can use. You find that they just take more time and it's more of a hassle. Quick and easy. Um, you're going to have some squirts in the beginning, but if you want, throw it after you take the diaper off, you wipe in there real good, throw a wipe on top of the peep. Um, That's my technique. Then, then you got to tuck it, tuck the back of the diaper on, but keep the legs up, grab your other wipe mm-hmm. and, and wipe the shit from the back towards like the middle of the back, toward, back right. down towards the ass. And then, you know, get it in the crack, whatever. I could just clean the back off real good. Right. Then I fold the wipe if I can. And I wipe whatever else I can. Then I take the second wipe and I'm, I'm good to finish wiping. I haven't removed the other diaper yet, unless it's like really, really shitty because mm-hmm. just in case he falls down and I got shit under there, I'm not trying to get it on the sheet or whatever. So once I got them pretty wiped up, pretty good, I take the other diaper out. I put the dirty wipes in that diaper, fold it all up, tie it in a nice little bow. And then I take the, the clean diaper and open it up, the flaps, lift his ass, slide it under as far as I can. And then what I do is I put them down and then I sort of kind of pull the diaper a little bit, like a little tug until when I fold it, it seems sort of symmetrical and it feels like it, it fits it'll, properly. It'll fit and fold. Yeah. Because yeah. if you, if you pull too much, you'll feel like the, the flaps on the back are too low. Uh, kind of where like the tramp stamp will be. That's too low. You don't want that. Right. Um, you know, and then it'll, it'll fold up too high. So you still want to get it up high and snug. Look, these diapers on little Mateo are probably going to come up a, above his belly button. Above his belly point. button. Yeah. yeah. But that's okay. Um, you know, just strap them, strap them real tight. You know, I, I like to do the one, you know, bring it to the middle, do the other one, bring it to the middle. And then I'll take my fingers and go around the outside of the legs and make sure that not one leg's not tucked in or, you know, they're all kind of sort of symmetrical. And then, uh, you know, you got a good fit. And a lot of, some of it's trial and error too. And right. you know, how long you keep the diaper on, the types of diapers in the middle of the night. Um, you know, I've, I've found now I can kind of get away without having to change them in the middle of the night sometimes. Um, but that also depends on whether he eats in the middle of the night, which most of the time he does. So you'll, you'll see, but I I do want to get into the question around for you guys, when, when your children stopped, uh, I should say started sleeping through the night and not waking up to have a Bob. I want to get to that in a minute. Now, I want to go back to the diaper changing. So it took us both my wife and I the first few weeks to realize that you have to tuck the peach because if yes. you don't tuck the peach, so I he pees, it goes 
I've been somehow off all, on that. all up the side of his onesie. Oh yeah, man! But his diaper is fucking desert dry. Dry. Yep. It's dry. Yep. He just was, pees I out of waiting. his diaper. I was Top. waiting for the the shit diaper the conversation. Point down. Yeah. Always point down. Always Duck at it. all times because both of our boys never got it up the side. It was always like the chest and the stomach because, yeah, you know, so you, the majority of the time they sleep on their stomach. Mm-hmm. So it would, the onesie, the pajamas, the blankets, mm-hmm. the sheet on the mattress, all of it was just a puddle, which then yeah. makes them wake up in the middle of the night. Uh-huh. All because they're wet didn't just and they're, go, yep. Whoop, yeah, yep. right at the very end. See, that never happened to to me with Mateo overnight. It happens right after I change his diaper. I put the brand new diaper on him. I I, I put his clothes back on. I go to pick him up, and I'm like, "Why the hell is your back soaking wet?" I put him down. It's like you just freaking pissed yourself. But your diaper is yeah. completely dry. I mean, I just, yeah. and that's another thing too. They wait for you to put a clean diaper on to then take another oh, shit. Oh, all the time. It. It's like, all dude, it was like. I just sat down, not even for five minutes, and you already you already shit yourself. My son wakes up and he's got you know he's full diaper, got to eat. So I change his diaper, feed him. Fucking twenty minutes later, shit, and I'm like, you just wasted yeah. fucking like, seventy eight cents on a piece of shit, you know? right? Um, just wait I wanna... until you're trying to potty train, and you're like, do you have to go to the bathroom? Mm-mm. Do you have to go to the bathroom? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So I got yeah, you do. Two minutes later, hey yo, why are you sitting in the corner? Mm-mm. Yeah, uh-uh. are you shitting? Mm-mm. Are you shitting? In, are you shitting right now, motherfucker? Five minutes later, I went poopy. There it is in Poop. my pants. What the? Oh man! So um, unrelated, but while we're on the changing diaper topic, I want to point out something that I learned um, kind of the hard way. Make sure every time you change the diaper, you're really cleaning in and around the little head area, right? Um, and you know, let the especially like in the bath and stuff like that when you're when you're bathing the kid always because i've noticed if there's uh circumcision involved sometimes that skin can sort of reattach itself um if you don't pay attention to it uh yeah not not fun so really that's a that's a thing mm-hmm. i never knew that never heard yeah, that before yeah, me either so, so he could like he could be like recircum he could be re uh, I, I was trying to think of something, something weird. Decircumcised. Decircumcised. Yeah, like the, the skin sort of just attaches itself back. Hmm. Um, so if you don't every once in a while go in there and keep, because you know it's all crunched up in a diaper all day, right? Right. So it's like a, it's like if you would uh, think about like, um, what do they call them? Bed sores, right? Mm-hmm. For like overweight weight people yeah. that are bedridden, if the skin sticks to itself too long, it start it starts to just adhere to itself under there so there's think about it. it's a door it's a dark moist area <laughs> moist you see what I'm moist <laughs> um, <laughs> yes um but you know just make sure every so often once a day you're going in there and you know airing it out a little bit get in there stretch it clean i know it sounds weird touching your little man's peach but you got to do what you got to do you got to do what you got to um, do man and then it's clean it up in the bathtub too yeah you yeah make sure of course looking good for the ladies you know in like 15 years yeah right the, I mean, the bathtub the bathtub is a magical place because it cures everything. Um, it does. Diaper rash. Diaper rash. Uh, cranky kid. See, we, we <laughs> aren't, we are, we're not using the bathtub yet. We actually have a little bath tub, like yeah. a baby right. bathtub it's, that we it's do. It's like put, a, set on the table, like a little put some water in it. Sled. 
Right, exactly. Yeah. That's what I they make those that you could right put now. in the bathtub too. You can, you can like what I like to do. I like to get in the tub with the kid, and mm. I'll sit there and I'll play with them, and we'll, you know, wash them up inside. They have make the the ones where it has holes in it, so you fill the tub right. up a little like halfway. Careful of the ears; you don't want the water level to come up go, too far. Right. right. Um, you wash the kid up, and then that's a good time for you to finally get your shower because you hand a little Mateo off to mom. Mom mm-hmm. gets them all put to bed, and then you take your nice hot shower, right, relax, right. you know, rub one out. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> your um, your best times at my best. We said, said uh, <laughs> we we haven't submerged him in water yet. We haven't actually put him in the tub. We've pretty much been using the uh, water from the pot and kind of doing the sponge bathing. Yeah. How long? How yeah, long, you can do it in the sink before too. you guys? Yeah, how long before you guys? submerged quote unquote in in like the bathtub i feel like it was once they once they have the neck strength to hold up to hold their head up yeah because those those wobble heads especially my kids well i'll send you a picture of the seat that i got so it's like a it's it's kind of like a um i don't know how do you how would you describe it babe it's like a fucking I don't know. It's like a, a bowl, sort of, mm-hmm. but it's on an angle. So the baby just kind of sits in there, and his head, right. he's sort of upright, like on a 45. And, and the head just kind of sits there, and it's almost like a, it sort of wraps around. So if he turns his head one way or the other, he can't, like, fall off it or right. whatever. He's sitting there with him. And, um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's a preference thing. There's really no rule on that. Whatever you feel right. comfortable um, whatever's comfortable for you too. I mean, reaching over the bathtub to clean your kid and have him in there and then have to try like reach to make sure he's not falling out. That's why I get in. It's just, it's easier, but it's easier. the kitchen yeah. sink, uh, the kitchen table with a pot or, or, you know, whatever works, man. Mm-hmm. And a nice you know, sponge bath. It's easy. You don't have to really do the submerged thing right now. Right. And, and I, I think Mateo's still kind of getting used to just being underwater you know, you, you do the initial pour of water on his head and he cries yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he's fine after that. Yeah. Watch uh, the eyes, you know, that's all. Of course. But, um, I don't know. Walker loves it. He loves the water, loves being in the pool. Um, we, I actually put him under the water like you, yeah. or, I had Bella in swimming lessons when she was a little baby. Just, you know, we tried it out to see if it was something we want to do and it didn't really last that long, but a few things that I learned, um, you know, help get them prepared in case they go under so they're not terrified, you know, just throw them up, let them go and get them real quick and bring them up. They don't even suck in any water. They're so, so shocked. They take a breath before they hit the water mm-hmm. and then they come up and they're like, what, what the fuck happened? And you're like, that? Oh, you're good. You're okay. You're okay. You wipe the eyes. And boom. Yeah. That's awesome. It's good. I can't wait to have Mateo in the pool. See, see how he is in that. Uh, let's go back to the diapers real quick. So how long did each of your kids take before, uh, and I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. How long did it take for your kids to finally sleep through the night without waking up looking for a bottle or to be fed? Ooh. My kid's still fucking waking up in the middle of the night looking for a bottle to be fed. 11 and months old. 11 months, right? Okay. I, I mean, say... uh, my other two, it's hard because... Hmm. 8 to 10 months? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. It... Of the milestones... That's like one of those, like, you're just so excited to actually get a good night's sleep that, you know, everybody has the baby books and, you know, oh, right. oh he took his, his first hiccup. We're going to write down the first. You're so excited to actually have a decent night's sleep that you're like, oh, fuck. What was that? Six months ago? Seven months ago? Yeah. Shit. I forgot to write it down. Right. 
Emily and Emily and I've started talking, like we talked a couple of weeks ago about starting to lower the dosage, so to speak. So like she was starting out with like, I guess we were at like eight ounces or, you know, per feed at this point with, um, cause we're, we're, we're formula uh, bottle feeding right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're on a powder formula, mix it with the water. And, um, so it was eight ounces and he gets used to that, right? We try to do that before bed. He gets a full belly, gets used to it in the middle of the night. He was always waking up two, three o'clock, four o'clock, depending on what time you put him to sleep, um, like clockwork looking for that bottle. So we're thinking, you know, if we start reducing that number little by little, you know, in one week it's five ounces, next week it's four ounces and so and less and less and less, he won't need it as much and won't rely on that, um, you know, waking up in the middle of the night. But I don't know. I think there's, that's another trial and error thing. You know, there's a lot of methods and people have their, their ways um, out there, but definitely not cold Turkey. That's for sure. No. You shuffle through the folds. Wait, no, that's different. That's that's something completely different. (laughs) Completely different. What have you found? Like maybe you, John don't have as much experience with it yet, but Jared, what did you find work best for you? Like, I I feel like I remember your kids going to bed hella early, um, but then they wake up hella early. Like for me, I try to put my kid to bed as late as I can, hoping he'll sleep later. So he doesn't wake up at four or five o'clock, but I've been unsuccessful. So James, I mean, still to this day, supposedly every time it comes up, it's oh, you are the same way. But James, I could, I could have him out till 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night. Mm. And he'll, his ass is up at six o'clock, six 30. Bang. Yeah. On the dot. And like Michael, so Michael this week is in baseball camp. We have to leave here by 8 30. And James was up, breakfast, brushed his teeth. He's in watch some Netflix. Now he's playing video <laughs> games. Michael's still sleeping. <laughs> I go in, I'm like, bro, it's eight o'clock. We need to leave in like 30 minutes. Uh, yeah. What do you mean, uh, get up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, you have camp. I don't want to go. Oh, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, jeez. No. <laughs> no, you're not. And then if I let you sleep and then it's, oh, I wanted to go. Why didn't you wake me up? No. Stress <laughs> up. So, yeah. They're just, that was me. I didn't want to ever get up. I hate, no. get, I hate and the mornings. Like, they're two very different kids in that respect. And, and that, I mean, that's every kid i guess but Mm. yeah there there's no rhyme or reason because like but then on the flip side of it so with james we would go to my dad's and i mean we'd be at my dad's till 10 11 o'clock at night he was cool you know Mm. get it we would always have pajamas and all the stuff we needed to get him technically bed ready Mm-hmm. So that when we got him in the car and started driving home, when he conked out, you would just scoop him, put him in the crib, and oh. done. Michael, like clockwork, bro. If, if you were not packed and walking out the door by 9 p.m. at the latest, you fucked up. Like you, <laughs> you, you fucked up, and no. and you found out exactly how bad you fucked up because he would go from zero to dickhead in about five seconds <laughs> yeah and it was like woo, now shit, it is that time 
I got to ask you guys what with Mateo, he doesn't, he only just started sleeping after putting him down in, his, in the bassinet. We're not using the crib yet. We're, we're still getting the mattress for that. Uh, but he's still in the bassinet. Uh, but he doesn't sleep if we just put him down in the bassinet to sleep. He has to be held. Yeah. How, how long did that go with your kids? I think that's another preference thing. I'm, I'm trying to get Emily to stop putting in the bed that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so hard because, you know, they are, they, they, there's a the comfort thing, right? Mm-hmm. They use yeah, that right. as a crutch, as a comfort to fall asleep. And then it's so much easier to put them down because you can feel them conked out. They get heavier, right. they're done, dead arm. You, you know, you lay them down. Breathing right. changes, you can tell when there's, yeah. But everything you read or people will tell you is, you know, you got to start putting a kid in the crib by himself but, or the bassinet or whatever. Put They got to be awake when you put them down in their bed so they know um, that that's their bed and it's bedtime. But if, look, man, you'll drive yourself fucking crazy if you do it that way. I'm just being honest. Like, right. do what is do what is easy for you. Understand, though, there is the time where you're going to need to cut that off. And it's not when they're four or five years old. It's, you know, I, my rule of thumb, everything is like, I try to do everything by, by a year. So weeding off the, the formula or the breast milk or whatever you're using and start incorporating foods by that one year mark as a general rule of thumb in sleeping in their own bed, hopefully in their own room by the time they're a year potty trained. I had Johnny and Bella potty trained just by, by two years old. So like that was, and that was my cutoff for that. Um, pacifier binkies, you know, like by a year they were starting to kind of wean off it, use it as necessary when the kid doesn't need it and isn't looking for it or searching for it. Don't give it to them. Right. Be like, Oh, you don't need that. Okay. Kids start, you start noticing the kid falling asleep without the pacifier or the kid starts to fall asleep without you holding it in the arms. Then you kind of know. So just read, read the kid, read the signs, but mm-hmm. I do do what's easy for you. Cause you, there's so much like, there's so much that you can do and follow by the book, but it winds up costing you hours of sleep and frustration and aggravation. And so look, if the kid's falling asleep in your arms, I, I, I mean, a lot of people are going to knock me for this one, but the kid's sleeping in your bed for a little bit. So what, you know, mm-hmm. falls asleep in your bed. Now I know Jared's super against this. I personally, and this for me, there is a time to cut this off, but for me, I like to, I like to snuggle and cuddle up with my kid. Now I'll do that on the couch, but sometimes mm-hmm. I'm fucking dead exhausted. The kid's going to sleep. I maybe want to sleep or take a nap, or maybe in the middle of the day, mm-hmm. I'll fall asleep with the kid with me right. and then we'll sleep in the bed, but it's not an every day, all the time thing. Mm-hmm. So there's no habit being formed. So the kid isn't expecting to sleep, but I will admit that if you start, so we did this with Walker middle of the night, he's crying. You got to feed him. You're tired. You know, you just want to get back to sleep. Um, he gets left in the bed and then he might finish out sleeping in the bed. Okay. For a little bit, but dude, he it's, it's taken a while for us to break that to where we put him back in the crib and he actually falls asleep in the crib. So what I actually did the other day, I gave him his bottle cause he holds it himself. I gave him his bottle and put him in his crib with his bottle. Here, try that on for size motherfucker. And it worked. He actually like drank the bottle, fell asleep, and, and he stayed sleeping, you know? So, you know, obviously you got to monitor that, right? You can't just dip out, but I mean, I did, but whatever, you got to pay attention. Um, I don't, I do a lot of shit. That's not by the book. I do things a lot that are opposite what everyone tells you to do because it's, it's convenient for me. And I feel like <clears throat> I know how to parent my kid better than a book does. So 
I say do what works for you, what you're comfortable with. Well, well but just understand the repercussions. Like you sleep in the bed with your kid every night for a year, you know, you're not putting that kid in his own room and expecting him to fall asleep in his own bed. Right. Like no, like it's no problem. Like, you know what I mean? That's why yeah. there's kids out there still, you know, breastfeeding at eight years old and using pacifiers and sucking their thumb at five and mm-hmm. six years old. And, um, you know, that kind of stuff. It's a dependency thing. You got to be able to wean that out. Now with me, like you mentioned the pacifier, that's not going to be a problem for me. Cause I feel like my kid just does not like pacifiers. Whenever, um, whenever my, my wife has him, my wife puts him to bed, he'll take a pacifier, but he always spits it out when I give it to him. Yeah. Don't know what it is, but he just doesn't do pacifiers. Well, he's breastfeeds, ever, right? Ever, he does. So that could be why. He's well, recognizing that when he's with her, mm-hmm. right, he's on the nipple, and she puts a pacifier in his mouth. There's an association there. Right. When he's with you, he's not on a nipple, so you give him a pacifier. There's but no I, association. We also feed him formula, too. We, we mm-hmm. had to double up on both because right. we did right. have a, a, a jaundice scare. I think I mentioned this when we had he our did. last episode. You know, he's a newborn. It's very common. So we had to double up, make sure he was getting more nourished. So we are still doing both. Uh, so I, I feed him the bottle, you know, constantly, right. but he doesn't do pacifiers. So I'm not worried about that though. Being, being a crutch, so to speak, yeah, you know, not every, not every kid uses them, but and if the what, kid's not using them, then don't doesn't right. need it. Then don't do it. Well, let's talk about some responsibilities. Let's stay on the topic of like changing the kid, feeding the kid and bedtime, you know? So like when, when it, when it comes time to go to bed, like for the first few, few weeks, again, the first five weeks, well, four weeks after the baby was here, Mateo was here, I was home. So we, we definitely would, uh, we, we would take turns, my wife and I. But also, I am now prone to waking up every two hours, shooting up out of bed, looking over, going, where's the baby? Is he okay? Because I'm just a fucking paranoid. You know, uh, the whole first week, kid was up every two hours on the hour looking uh-huh. to be fed. So now my body is just prone to wake every two hours. I wake up, even if my eyes just open, I look over. Okay, cool. He's there. I go back to sleep. Um, it, Amanda says there are times though, where the kid will wake up and I will just not move a muscle. I will just be uh-huh. laying there in a deep Intentionally sleep. or not intentionally? No, not intentionally. Like <laughs> those first few weeks, I was, sh- every time I heard that I was shooting up every time the baby yeah. made a move or, or she woke up and she made a move. But she said there's times now where I just won't wake up at all. Your body will just shut down. My body just shuts down after a while. Um, Responsibilities definitely are very, very even. You know, we we take turns as much as we can. Uh, I do have to say she's been amazing because now that I have gone back to work and gone back to working gigs on the weekends, she tries to let me sleep as much as she can. I always tell her, I'll wake up. I'll wake up when the baby's back to sleep and I'll, me waking up will wake her up, but she'll be like, what's wrong? I'm like, do you need anything? Is the baby okay? Yeah, I already uh-huh. fed him. Okay, and then I'll go back to sleep. Right. But she does do a better job. She, no, I shouldn't say a better job. She's doing a really good job of allowing me to sleep since I am back to work pretty much seven days a week again. Um, but it's kind of like now that I am back to work, as soon as I get home, baby goes right into my arms. You right. Do what right. you got to do. Go to the bathroom. Go go take a break. Give me the baby. Take a walk. Take a shower. Yeah. Take a nap. Yeah, yep. read a book. I'll, yeah. I'll feed no, him. I'll, I'll hop in the shower later. Just let me take the baby. Spend some time with him too. Um, I've only been back to work now. It's been th- literally three days, but it feels like it's been forever because my, my weekends have been so busy too. But I feel like also Mateo is starting to understand the routine. And uh-huh. it's so crazy to see that too. Like, like I was just saying, I think I was saying off air, but maybe when we started recording, He's at that point now where his eyes are starting to focus. Uh-huh. 
And I could see him just staring at me. And now yep. he's also starting to get those face muscles. He's starting to smile and, and, yeah. and do like cute little laughs. And it's like. It's crazy, man. Every day. Just, every day. It, I'm looking at him like this kid is like a little human. He's not a newborn anymore. Yeah. He's not like yeah. a scrunched up little red ball. Yeah. You wait know? till you realize that they start talking back to you before they can talk. Like Walker makes sounds. He says a handful of words, but mm-hmm. like well, I'll talk to him and I'll literally say something to him. He'll give me a facial expression. Like, bitch, who are you talking to? Like, that? right. You know what I mean? So and like, or, or I'll, I'll be like, dude, what are you doing? And he'll throw his arms up like this. Like, what, right. like, what, what do you mean? mean? You know, like they understand shit and they communicate mm-hmm. the best that they know how. Um, but no, that's good. Shared responsibilities. Um, you know, I, I work from home which is a blessing and a curse because I, I like the idea that I'm home and I can help out if and when needed, but I find that it does distract me from my work. Um, I'm less productive when, you know, um, when I'm home, but there's, it's also, there's my living situation hasn't been the most ideal. Like before I was literally working from my couch while my kids were, you know, doing virtual school uh, in the next room. And then, you know, the baby was back and forth. They're like, we were all in one space. Um, but I have a dedicated space, so it's a little easier to break away. And, um, the family kind of understands that, but, um, after work, you know, and when I'm not working, you know, there's times selfishly, like I still need like decompression time. I still need a minute to, you know, take a shower or take a nap or, you know, check the sports scores, read my Facebook, whatever. But I try to, um, and I could probably do a better job of it, but I, I try to, aid in those responsibilities as much as possible after the fact. Right. Um, but there are certain things like she does all the time. Maybe I've done it five times. She puts him to sleep. Mm-hmm. She's just, she's always put him to sleep. I can, I have, I don't have an issue with it. Um, he'll go to sleep maybe just as easily for me. Um, but it's just sort of like the routine because then I'll maybe help get the, the other kids ready for bed or clean up the house a little bit and straighten up the kitchen and do dishes or whatever. So, um, we, we, we do a good job though, sharing all those responsibilities, I think. Responsibilities become a very interesting, interesting dynamic when they're older, not that they're not an interesting dynamic when they're infants, because infants are very needy in, in the right ways. I mean, as they should be, they're not capable of feeding themselves, bathing themselves, changing themselves. Um, so they're, they're needy as you would expect that, that dynamic, if it's not properly set early can come back to, to really, for lack of better words, fuck you up when things really get, like, I mean, we, we always had a very good dynamic right from day one of, you know, switching off or in the beginning when one was home for, you know, the leave period, the other one would say, okay, you know, middle of the night, I got you because you're home all day with them. Um, but now like, cause now it's, I mean, we've, we've talked about it before the baseball karate, there's this, there's that, we got to go to camp. We got to go to here. We got to, this one's got to go to that one's house. This one's got a birthday party over there. So that like, you almost kind of look at each other. All right. 
you're going to hook left. You're going to, you're going to go out wide out to the, the end zone. Ready? Mm-hmm. Break. And so that, that having that give and take, I mean, the, the ability to go take a nap, take a shower, sit in a dark closet for five minutes and just go, huh? Yeah. Um, that, that is, that is mission critical. Um, and for, for both, not just, I mean, I know, um, you know, especially if, if the mom is breastfeeding, that's very labor intensive. It's very physically intensive. It's also exhausting. Yeah. Um, but then the parents that's, that's home during the day. Most guys don't realize that. Like that takes energy. Like yeah. they're burning calories when, yeah. when, when they're breastfeeding. So, you know, there's the, the you know, you got to be aware of that. I, th- I think the biggest thing is just, just communicate, mm-hmm. right? Like communicate what you need, um, try and anticipate what she needs, um, encourage her to communicate what she needs mm-hmm. without, you know, like sometimes Emily will be, she'll be like, Hey babe. And I'll be like, what? And she'll be like, oh, never mind. And I'm like, what? And she's like, nothing. I'll do it. And I'm like, just, just fucking tell me what you want. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, don't try to shoulder everything yourself. Like she does a lot as it is. I mean, I said, I'm working from home. She's taking care of babies. She's picking the kids up from school, dropping them off from school, picking them up from mom's house, dropping them off to mom's house. Like she's literally does all the shit that I probably should be doing, but I can't because I'm working. Um, You know, so when you need something and I can fucking help you (laughs) tell me and, and I, I got you, you know what I mean? Um, you had, um, I, I want to kind of go back because John, you had started to talk about, um, like, you know, duties in the middle of the night and diaper changing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did have something you want to touch on with regards to diaper rash. Um, Desitin, my man. Guys, I can't begin to tell you how fucking, I feel so bad for my kid with the diaper rash that he has. Uh, and he, he hasn't had it since like day one. It's gotten, more irritated over the past week or so Mm. and it says we we, i i've always known about desitin but we've been using bombex Mm -hmm. and aquaphor kind of doing the double dose um double dose i don't remember if these were recommended at the hospital these are just recommended from us searching researching online but the bombex goes on the tush the aquaphor goes onto the diaper itself um I, I it breaks my heart to see it. I don't think it hurts him. It doesn't oh. seem uncomfortable, but just looking at it, it's like that. It's really red. That's red. Yeah, yeah. it's red, irritated. This might it, sound crazy, but just let him air it out for a little bit. Oh, I mean, you know, that, you that said you mentioned you're doing, doing the cloth, the cloth diapers, right? You were no, we're not. We're not. We, we well, talked about it. We were not though. I grab yourself an old, an old t-shirt, wrap it up a couple times, mm-hmm. and so that it's not like super freaking encapsulated. Right, you know, and 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 it's not squirting all over the place. And try that for a little while. We we did get some um, cloth wipes that we borrowed from the hospital that we're gonna start using. Those I just kind of t- getting some water, wetting those, and maybe trying to use those instead of using like a wipe when we clean uh-huh. them. We, we have been using just the re- the, the huggies. Type. Maybe it's a type of wipe that you're using too. Maybe his skin just doesn't. Right, that could be. That's why we're gonna you know. switch. I think to the cloth wipes for right now. But uh, did you guys? So Johnny, you said Desitin that were that always worked well for your situation. Shit, with I still I still use Desitin. Yeah, for me, 
fucking chafing and shit. So that shit works. Mm. Um, no, <laughs> no, as, I have, as a, no, but no, as in as all seriousness, adult, if you're chafing, you need to use gold bond powder. Gold bond, yeah, but I don't like the fucking the green bottle. Scent of the green okay, bottle the green bottle. bottle. Well, no, that's why bottle. I'm not using the green bottle. That's, that's, that's got to be the reason. <laughs> um, no, but even my little guy, so Johnny's seven, and mm. um, you know he's put put on a couple pounds. He's a little little chunky, and you know we go to the shore and like so. He's getting a lot of the chafing from his, you know, his bathing suit rub. And I think a lot of kids get that anyways, but right. you notice it when, you know, your fucking legs are constantly rubbing together. Um, and I do, he, he complains about, it. he starts walking sideways. I feel so bad for him. Like, you know, cause he's not just laying there like a baby, like, ah, whatever. Right. You know? Um, so I, I'm like, look, man, take a little bit of this, put it here, put it here. And um, yeah, that stuff is magic. I've, I've, I swear by this. It's in the purple, uh, the purple tube. I don't know if okay. it's a special, like whatever, but it's a purple tube. There's a blue tube too, which worked pretty good, but I got the purple one right now. So mm. I'm trying to find you the stuff that we used to use. So <clears throat> there was a very specific stuff that you would make a bath, especially when the diaper rash was really bad. I mean, the, the desitin, the aquaphor, that still applies. Oh, you're talking about like the oatmeal that. stuff. Uh, like an oatmeal bath? No, it wasn't oatmeal. Um, shit. I'll find it. I will find okay. it, and it's going to take me a few. But there was – it comes in little packets. Mm-hmm. You would rip it open, put it in the tub. Yep. Or, like, uh, you almost had to – A vino? Uh, it might be no. a vino. No, it was no, not a vino. A vino? Okay. As soon as I find no, it, I'm, I'm going to know it as soon like as that. I see it. Um, but you almost had to make the water a little bit warmer than normal right? just so that it would stay warmer longer so that they could sit in it. And like, I forget, I feel like it was James. James definitely has the more sensitive skin. Mm -hmm. He would get like brutal, brutal diaper rash. To the point, like you said before, like you just you your heart hurts because it's, it's like, oh god, yeah, and, it's so heartbreaking, and, and and it's and it's not funny, but I, I know this is going to happen a lot now in my son's life. But this is like my first time feeling that way about my son because I see him now with this diaper rash, and it's like, oh, man. is it looking for a reason to save my son? Oh, obviously, I always <laughs> look for a reason to save my son. But um, but you know, like Jared, you just mentioned, like your, your your one son James has sensitive skin, and that's my worry about my son Mateo, uh, because I have very sensitive skin. You know, I have plaque psoriasis. I take I take medication for that, and I'm gonna feel fucking terrible if my son gets that. Because I know Dumboro. how. What is it called? Domboro. D O M E B O R O. Put that in our Google Doc. Medicated. Bath soak. Okay. Um, I didn't think about a soak. That might actually be pretty good. And it's, uh, it was fantastic. I mean, we would, we would literally buy like two boxes at a pop just to, just to date ourselves. We would buy two boxes at a pop from Babies R Us. Oh, Babies R Us. Um, but yeah, we would that buy two boxes us. at a pop because you wouldn't need it for a stretch. Mm-hmm. And then when you needed it, 
you needed a bunch of it. Right. But yeah, you would, you run the slightly warmer water. You have the powder in there, mix it all around and just let them soak in it. Um, and it would, it was medicated and it just, it did wonders. While you're tucking the peach. While, while you're tucking the <laughs> peach. Yep. Sorry, I got distracted. I went to go type tuck the peach in our Google Doc and uh, <laughs> distracted. Uh, also, I want to look into that dome bar. I didn't think about using a soak like that to help his diaper rash, which is just fucking, again, heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we, um, guys, we, we also, I'm sorry, we also oh, no, use ahead, a, a different, I forgot to mention, we also use a different soap um in the bath um because walker has very sensitive skin too and like there's some dry patches and stuff here and there from time to time um it's it's something with like an aloe hold on i get the name for you hey what's the name of that stuff she's not listening to me it's fucking stuff (laughs) just so you know there is no editing by the way that's what you think a lot of clapping a lot of clap it's like a, an Aveeno stuff with like aloe or whatever, but I don't know. It's for sensitive skin. I mean, honestly, like the anything for sensitive skin, you can't go wrong because even if their skin isn't inherently sensitive, it's going to still have extra stuff in it that'll help. Mm-hmm. So almost just lean towards sensitive skin and then, Hey, screw it. You don't need it. Okay, cool. But it's there. Right. Yeah. I I just hope this poor kid can, can fight, can beat this sooner than later because I can't stand looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's rough, but look, it hurts you more than it hurts them because I remember Bella, broke out in um in this fucking head to toe in this just this baby rash it almost looked like heat rash and i was like oh my god what the fuck is is wrong and you know we we, um you know her mom's a nurse so she kind of knew about this stuff already but um even talking to the pediatricians they were all like oh it's normal or but you know the body's going through changes the skin is going through changes and you know, just keep doing what you're doing with the regular baths and, you know, make sure you're whatever, use your lotion and, um, and it wound up being fine. It almost looked like allergic reaction to something, but it was just normal freaking, I forget the name of it, but, uh, you know, baby rash, typical baby rash. Right. Did you guys deal with any other kind of, um, <clears throat> skin reactions or rashes besides oh. diaper rash when, when your kids were, were, were newborns, one, two, three month old? Yes. I'll let you go first because I'm going to find the name of it because it sucked. Say that again. If we did what when they were what? If they had any kind of other skin reactions or rashes besides like that. When they were, as they got older? Yeah. No, I mean, for me, that was the, the main one. But there was a, um, I don't know if it's viral or whatever it's called. The hand, foot, mouth shit. What's it called? Right. Oh, Kaksaki. 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 Yeah. yeah, dude. That shit sucks. Um and I, I didn't get it. Um, Kirsten got it bad on, on her, on her feet and her hands. Mm. Um, it took a solid week or two to go away. Um, but, but the kids had it real bad. Um, 
And oh my God, that is, that's the worst, most uncomfortable thing. And you can't, you can literally do nothing for them. Mm-hmm. Like it just has to go away. What is it called, Jared? Molluscum. Um, it is a genetic thing um, because mm. I believe my Molluscum, uh, yes. nephew had it, but definitely uh, niece had it. And then James had it. I, and he's got a, a scar somewhere either on his neck or on his chest. Very, very faint, but molluscum is um, primary. It's primarily uh, young, uh, infant, and young child. And there is, I mean, legitimately, there's nothing you can do. You, you just have to let the body run its course. Um, so you ointment the hell out of it, and it, it's it's a plaque type um hard it it gets hard and crusty and it it's just very unpleasant um unpleasant to look at unpleasant to try and get rid of i don't believe it was painful but that the kaksaki is that was the worst and that's very like when both kids were in daycare we just didn't, there was no option. Both kids were in daycare. Right. And one kid in the daycare would get it and they would have to close everything down for cleaning. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, today's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, by Saturday, Sunday. It's like, come on up. Uh, there it is. The temperature would spike the body aches you could tell were starting because they were just just miserable and cranky and needy and um and then the sores would start oh so you pretty much know that if one person in the school gets it guaranteed guaranteed everyone, everyone else is getting it yeah right yeah um and it, and it, <clears throat> it went not just for i mean that's that's on the extreme end a kid would get a cold. You'd see a kid just snotting out of the face. Mm-hmm. You're like, fuck, I got a good, I have a solid 48 hours before I'm pretty like at the time I was working four day work weeks. And it was almost like I would hope for to go in and pick one of them up or drop one of them off and see a kid just snotting out of the face on like a Tuesday. Cause I knew, all right, I got Tuesday, I got Wednesday, and then I have Thursday, Friday, Saturday off. And then technically she's off on Sunday. So we stand a chance of not having a call out of work to stay home with the kid. Right. Um, And a lot of times that theory didn't work, but, you know, we would try. And, yeah, there was a a number of different things. Oh, so-and-so got sent home with you know, got sent home with the shits. Ah, great. Okay, cool. Thanks for the heads up. And it just would make its way around. But now it's like neither kid really gets anything from anyone. It's almost like their, their immune systems are like big ass bouncers at a club. Like, yeah. Okay. What? Mm Mm-hmm. And hopefully, too, nowadays, especially with the recent pandemic we just went through, and I think we're going back into, it feels like, um, you know, 
kids also don't get sent to school already sick. Right. right. We, we can agree on how many times that happened when we were in school and even even probably up until this past year. Hopefully people are smarter and they don't send their sick kids to school and or schools nope. just go, nope, your kid has a fever, got to go home. So hopefully that does prevent other children from getting sick or getting illness, especially with the shit they have going on, going around nowadays. It's unfortunate, but a lot of a lot of parents view not not daycares, but a lot of parents view public schools as babysitting. Right. So it's uh, you know, kids not feeling good, but I, I really I have to go to work. No, asshole. Like you don't need to go to work. Like, I, yes, you need to go to work. Don't get, okay, cool. But when your kid is sick, your kid, like your need to go to work when your kid is sick does not outweigh the need for everybody else to not get sick. Right. And Pri- our priorities have to be put in order at that correct. point. And you would think with the pandemic that, that would have switched focus and that people would be a little bit more. Okay. Yeah, you're right. No, no. Cause there were a few times right towards the end of the school, this past school year where it was like, Nope, Nope. Going to be home for, you know, 10 days because of another scare or another potential infection. Right. <sighs> All because, no, he was fine when he came to school. No, he came to school sweating profusely (laughs) because he had a fever. Like, no, he was not okay right from the start. So, no, no, didn't have that when he left out. Okay. Of course he didn't. Sure. Well, And unfortunately it it happened. I think a lot of that has to do with, like, jobs, though, too. You know, there are a lot of, Mm -hmm. like, families and parents and whatever like they can't take the time off they can't go in late like there's no excuse like figure it out or you can't work here but what was the excuse you know? so, for the last year and a half well they had well the kids were home right but a lot of these parents still went to work and they dumped them off in daycares or they dumped them off in uh you know other families or i know like some families they would um like i noticed some of Bella's classmates, they were at their friends' houses because their parents were working. So they were doing school from, you know, a neighbor's house or something. I mean, that's right. not every case, but I mean, I think the stimulus payments helped with a lot of that too. So if people had to take yeah. extra days off of work, it was like, ah, no big deal, you know? Right. There were a lot more people. I mean, even still to this point, there are a lot more people still working from home than ever before. Ever, ever, ever before. And it's, it's, I mean, there's no way to sugarcoat it. It's unfortunate that people are just viewing it as, I need a break from my kids. But, yeah. And not to say that you don't deserve time to sort of step back, but sending your child to school when they are ill because you need a break like that that's it's bullshit. selfish it's selfish extremely is, is extremely selfish. so far the understatement um and i could really go on a tangent but 
you know, if we want to continue having all three of us on the smoking days, yeah, it's not that kind of show. (laughs) So let's, uh, let's switch gears guys. Cause uh, we are looking to have a a guest on the show joining us in the next few weeks. Uh, And I want to give this guy a shout out as one of our very own right here on the fourth wall pop network. We got John grill getting married at the end of the month to his lovely fiance, Jess. Uh, I'd love to have him on, talk about, you know, marriage, rest, uh, what wedding planning, things like that, what he's been going through. Because also his engagement's been pushed off for a while because of COVID and everything. Unless he's scared. Hmm. That's right. Unless he scared. got called out. Oh. Unless he's scared to step in the ring with the Jays. Oh. This Monday night on Raw. Oh, sorry. <laughs> In also, front of the millions. Not, not that and kind of show. millions. <laughs> and millions. But if you guys can give Johnny any advice right now. What? What would you guys tell what? him? What? Uh, <laughs> we're, we're blending the worlds. We're blending right, the worlds. Right. I love it. Um, golly. Um, small wedding, big party. And, and I say big party, like the reception party, mm-hmm. not like right. big wedding party, um, small wedding, big party and make sure you take time to actually appreciate the party, mm-hmm. not just go table to table, to table, to table. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. And all of a sudden everybody's hopping on the shuttle to leave or go to the hotel or whatever the case is. And you're like, Oh sh- shit! It's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Johnny? What what kind of advice would you tell him? J- just about marriage, the wedding, day, well, everything in general. I think the day itself, embrace it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, don't um, don't spend all your time with thanks for comings and taking pictures mm-hmm. and shit. Like, enjoy it. Um, don't miss your cocktail hour for pictures. Um, so figure that out because cocktail hour is the best part of any wedding, um, in my opinion. And um, I don't know, man. Embrace it. Don't expect to get laid the night of the wedding because you're both going to be way too fucking tired. Um, <laughs> yep. But don't. that doesn't mean don't try. Just don't expect it. Um, but I would say just in general, man, um, enjoy it. Embrace it. Uh, you know, love each other and uh, listen to one another and all those other sappy things that people tell you to do. Um, but, but just be present, just be present. Yeah. I have to agree uh, a lot with what you both say, even though my wedding wasn't the typical ceremony cocktail reception, it was just a small, you know, very small mini wedding. Just be in the moment, you know, like I've, I've known John and his fiance for, for years now and never seen a couple more in love than these two, you know, it's a, it's, it's a beautiful thing. So again, congratulations to you both. I unfortunately absolutely be Congrats. there because I'll be working at another wedding because, you know, that's my line of business. Hashtag gig life. Hashtag gig life. Thank you. Thank you for representing hashtag gig life. Hashtag party percussionist. But, uh, but yeah, but Johnny just uh, em- embrace, embrace the moment, be in the moment. And uh, we can't wait to have you on to talk to you more about it. So we're talking about 
marriage, actually, I'm thinking, Johnny, like you just got married, like right before you had a kid. Right. So Mm -hmm. while we're on this topic, how, like, how's your marriage doing through all this? If I, if, if it's not too much to ask, like, are you guys like struggling at all? Are you like down each other's throats or, or is it like all peaches and cream? Man, we're, we're getting real deep on this show. Yeah, you know, that's how we Going, do it. Uh, Smoking Jays. Balls deep. Balls how, deep you how deep, Jared? Balls deep. Balls deep. <laughs> uh, honestly, no. It, it's been great. There really hasn't been any kind of, I feel, okay, I've had enough of seeing you or I need my space from you and the baby. It's been a very good give and take on both of our parts. We're getting used to the fact that I'm back to work. You know, it's, this is the test now is me not being here as much. Those first four weeks that I was that we were all home together. It was shared responsibility, shared duties. Huh? I said duty. Yes, Jared. Um, duties. But the hard part, like I said, you know, like I was mentioning earlier, it's like now me not working, working Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. till about 5 p.m. And then working gigs Friday night, Saturday night, maybe even Sunday nights. And that's good. This is going to keep going on until December for at least the next three or four months. So this is, I don't want to say it's going to be a test because I'm confident that we're going to get through this. We're going to figure it out. It's not going to be easy, but we both know it's in the end, it's going to be worth it. Right. I mean, if she really gets on your nerves, you could either like knock her out with a paddle or chemicals. It's like an ether or situation. We, We don't condone um abuse here on the smoking jays or but it's a violence it's a ether or situation ether or oh boy <laughs> i know I, <laughs> I think that's funny if people actually see the meme so <clears throat> no now we you, don't now you made me lose my my train of thought jared thanks disclaimer no one here on the smoking jays podcast condones either spousal violence or person-on-person violence. Either if you've been a, or. If you've been a victim of violence or assault, please reach out to a mental health professional. Or just suck it up and fucking deal with it. Or just, oh, my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> deal with it. No. Oh, I definitely shit. don't condemn. I'm just being an asshole right now. I don't, I don't agree with any of that. But um, if you guys don't mind me asking, did you guys find yourselves going through any kind of trials or tribulations during your <clears throat> your time with your spouses when you had your newborn? Probably more so with your first your first child. I think I think everyone in the beginning goes through trials and tribulations because it's it's all very new. Um, more so the newness is really when the baby comes into play. Um, because generally speaking, nine times out of 95 times out of a hundred, when you're newly married, you have been going through a lot of the motions already as terrible as that sounds. But when the baby comes in, that's really the stress test. And if you guys are going to borderline kill each other, that's probably when it's going to happen. Yeah, you're neither one of you sleeping. 
No. One of you is no. probably working. You're stressed at work because you want to be home, but you're at work. You feel like you're missing stuff. You want to contribute. Um, but then, you know, there's other things too, like there's stuff going on when you're not home. And then you come home and you walk into, you know, maybe maybe she had a bad day or maybe he had a bad day, you know, right. for those out there with the alternate scenario. But like for me, I'm just speaking, you know, from experience, like my my wife was home and and I worked. Um, and with my first two, I was working from home with, with, with Walker, but, um, so it was easier. There was no, there was no issues at all. Everything was great. But with, um, with the first one, like I might have a good day at work. I come home and she had a terrible day. And I think the, the takeaway is, um, you cannot allow yourselves to become each other's punching bags at any point in time. It's, it's one thing to like to have a discussion. It's one thing to like vent. It's one thing to like, you know, it, to have a conversation with the, with your person um, and tell them about your day and flip out or whatever, but uh, and express those things, just kind of let it out. Uh, it's another thing to take it out on them, come home, right. and just be an asshole. And I've been that asshole is, you know, and, and it's probably one of the things that was sort of maybe a downfall to my first marriage, but um, a small part of it. There's a lot of things, but, um, that's important. I think for any, like not just newlyweds, but new parents is just understand that nobody's day is more difficult than anybody else's. It's all relative. Right. right? Um, and just try to put yourself in the other person's shoes, take a breath and, and battle it together. Right. You have to be understanding. You have to be self-aware and communication. You have to just communicate. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say that there haven't been emotions that, that have been, been flowing over here the, on, on both of our parts the past few weeks. The, right. um, there's definitely stress. There's definitely still anxiety. It's, this is just life. And I feel, and this is natural. It's nothing that's making us sick or, da- or bringing us down each other's throats. It's helping us grow stronger, just how to work together and how to how to make it better for our son. Right. That's just that's just me getting my son in there again one more time. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean <sighs> so I mentioned it earlier, it's not easy for any for any couple out there, any, no. any new mother and father, but it's always worth it. it. It is. The experience and everything is worth it. Um I was kind of hesitating on whether I even wanted to elaborate on this or not, but I think, you know, I've teased on the fact that, you know, I've had, you know, obviously been married, um, have two kids, got divorced. Um, I think my marriage, and this is probably mostly my fault. Um, but I think my marriage started having those issues towards the end of the first pregnancy. And then after the first child, um, I think, if I'm being completely honest, I think maybe I demanded and expected a little bit more out of her than I should have, um, or more out of her than she could give. Um, and, and that was on me, you know, I felt a void. I felt uh, something, you know, absent in, in my marriage. And, you know, I sort of started looking for, for how to fill that void elsewhere. Um, and I'm not going to get into details, but you know, I wasn't faithful, um, on a few different levels and, and 
and emotionally it was, is one of those levels. Um, but that was totally, I mean, in hindsight, you know, totally not the way to go about it and, you know, certainly regret it. And I've, I've paid the ultimate consequences, but I've, also come out stronger on the other end and I'm in a relationship now where I am happy and I am full of, of, of life and I've, you know, got everything that I wanted, but, um, didn't necessarily go about pursuing that the right way. And I think where I went wrong is the communication part. I thought everything was good. I thought we were good. I, there were things I think maybe I was struggling with that I didn't know at the time. Um, things that I, I maybe needed that I didn't know I needed at the time. It's like, like I'm not talking about sexually, just like attention. And, and mm-hmm. it sounds stupid, but like, you know, one of the things that I would complain about would be like, I'd come home from work and I didn't feel like she was excited that I was there. Or I didn't feel like, um, you know, when she, she gave me a kiss when I came home or at any point that there was anything behind it. It was just like going through the motions. Like I've been gone at work for 11 or 12 hours. I've come home. We haven't, you know, seen each other. She, she worked as a nurse overnight. So our schedules were always flip-flopped. There would be days where we would just kind of like hi, bye, see ya, you know, and one is in a door, the other one's out the door. And, you know, when we finally had some time together, um, I was geared up and ready for it and excited. And I felt like maybe that wasn't reciprocated, but I didn't at the time consider the things that she may have been going through, um, emotionally, physically, mentally. Um, and, and I sort of, I don't want to say I made it all about me. Um, but I, I definitely wasn't considerate of those things. And, you know, if I could go back or if I could, if I had that scenario ever happened again, I, I would obviously be much more aware, but on the flip side of that, you know, I, I own up to my, my shit, but every relationship, no matter what it, it takes two people. Right. So while I may have been struggling with certain things, there were maybe some things that she could have, or should have recognized that I was struggling with, or maybe there were some things that she was struggling with that she could have better communicated to me um, so that I was in the loop. Um, maybe, if I was more aware, I could have picked up on those signs or she could have picked up on my signs. So it all goes back to just communication, no matter what way you slice it. Um, and so I think there were definitely two parts that played a downfall in our relationship. And then, you know, we were together for a couple of years after um, my daughter was born, but it was, you know, pick up the pieces, you know, play nice. Things are great. Things fall apart again. Um, we didn't seek help from the outside soon enough. And, um, after a couple of years, after my son was born, I was pretty much checked out, um, tried to stay in it, you know, but I, my, my, I, I wasn't all the way in, you know? Um, and I think it all started with just not, not communicating properly and not understanding the other person and what they needed and, and when they needed it. Um, you know, and I kind of lost myself in that, you know, shamefully, but that, that shit happens and it is what it is. You learn from it, you move on, you talk about it on a podcast so somebody else doesn't fuck their life up. Right. That's what I'm saying. Well, thank you for, you know, sharing all that with us, Johnny. And hopefully, you know, someone, if someone out there is listening to this and in that same position, they, they got to learn something from that as well. Uh, but guys, uh, we are coming down to the why here. Are there any last uh, any final thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners for today? Jay, man, Josh, Jared, you want to, you want to uh, tap in there? 
Domboro medicated bath soap. Domboro medicated bath soap. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I just want to thank all our listeners for sticking with us. Um, I definitely um, thank those that have, by the time they hear this, they'll have listened to our collab with Taylor. Um, so, so thanks you for joining us. Found like yeah. you're on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Yep, yep. Um, so, thank you for uh, hopping over there, and hopefully, you got a kick out of that three-hour fucking shit show because that was awesome. <laughs> um, I still don't know what she's going to edit it down to. I honestly think it's going to have to be a two-part episode. But um, by the time this airs, and I'm, I'm talking in the past, we'll, we'll know. But you know, whatever. So. Um, no, but thanks to thanks to all the listeners. Thank you, Johnny, for making the effort um, to get back to the grind with everything you got going on. The smoking Jays was not the same without you, my man. Well, thank you, and it's, and it's very very happy to be back. Happy to still be doing this. Uh, and uh, for the listeners out there, big things happen for the Fourth Ball Pop Network in the future. So make sure you stay tuned. So with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much for listening to the seventh episode of The Smoking Jays, found right here on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Be sure to follow, subscribe, support, buy our merch, all those fun things here for the network and for The Smoking Jays. You can find all those links at our link tree link. Follow that in the description of this episode. Be sure to tell your friends to like, share, and subscribe. And until next time, on behalf of Just Jared and Johnny G's dad bod. Uh, by the way, Johnny, my dad bod's getting there too. Like, look, it'll be there. Listen, you listen, you see like this? a burrito. Oh, we she, need to wrap she, it up. It's jiggling, 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 bud. Like a delicious, juicy burrito. We need to wrap it up. We are wrapping we it, the first it time. up. It was just terrible. So until next time, <laughs> wrap it up. until next time, ladies and gents, we'll see you when we're looking at you. Flick it, my man. I thought I was going to sneeze. Sorry. <laughs> Jared, when you edit it, just look for this clap, all right? We ain't fucking editing that. Who edits? Damn it. Hey, look for this clap, all right? Ready? God damn it. The fucking clap. Jared's got the clap? What? Hold on. All right. Whoa. I cannot begin <laughs> to tell you. You're not going to edit that out, are you? How many fucking times can we get this guy to clap? <laughs> that was three. All right. I'll totally cut all this shit out then. We're trying to record a podcast here. This is professional studio stuff. Trick or treat, motherfucker. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs>